At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Back here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM, Dave Ross, alongside Wes Reynolds here on a Tuesday. And, Wes, we've had a lot of fun looking ahead to games starting. Obviously, we've got a Thursday night game, but the big slate on Sunday. And we talked about the Ravens and the hangover effect that that might have on Detroit as they Mm -hmm. go to Chicago. But when you look at Baltimore, conversely, here, now they've pulled out victories. In two games, they probably had very little business of winning. And that would be the Sunday night game against Kansas City, down 12. Mahomes throws a bad pick. And it starts to come back, and they get that win. And then, of course, when you get a 66-yard field goal and set an NFL record after converting on a fourth and 19, my goodness, that's a game you probably shouldn't win. Mm-hmm. Now they're going on the road to a team that's undefeated in Denver. Yes. And it's a very small number here at BetMGM. What do you make of this matchup? Because, okay, yeah, the Ravens are 2-1. and one. The Broncos have been solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, an, they're an easy 3-0, if you will. Right? And that's a rough two and one coming yes. in there. Does this line look fishy to you at all? It does a little bit because if you look at the uh, the Denver Bronco victories so far are over the New York Giants, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the New York Jets. Combined record, oh. by the way, of 0 and 9. And I was high on Denver to maybe get a wild card. I actually picked that in our pro football betting guide, which you can get at vsin.com, still available. But 
I thought Denver was going to be a playoff team this year just because of their defense. But now, now it's getting priced in because, oh, by the way, this look ahead last week was one and a half flip of favorites. Baltimore was the one and a half point mm. favorite. They escaped Detroit by, by a 66 yard field goal against another team that's 0 and 3, the Lions. So it's like now all of a sudden you see it adjust. This got up actually to two and a half in a look ahead line with Denver adjusted. Now it went back down to like one and a half. One thing you want to keep in mind with Baltimore and one of the reasons I liked Detroit last week and played them plus eight and actually a little sprinkle on the money line that didn't quite get there because Baltimore had some injuries. They had some COVID issues. They had three defensive line starters. Three of their front four were out last game due to an injury or due to COVID. You had Derek Wolf who missed. You had Brandon Williams who had COVID. Justin Houston. Matubuike, who's one of their rotation Mm -hmm. defensive tackles was off with COVID as was Jalen Ferguson, one of their linebackers. So they were very shorthanded on defense. Now, surprisingly enough, it was a low scoring game, but I want to wait to hear a little bit more good news on the Ravens uh, standpoint from an injury perspective. Also Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle didn't go with an ankle injury, but I think this is the spot for Baltimore. I think now you're starting to see Denver. They're getting priced like, okay, this is a team that's going to win 12 or 13 games, oh. and, I, and I don't think so. By the way, Bradley Chubb, of course, now out on IR. KJ Hamler, yeah, who was kind of a revelation uh, mm-hmm. uh, during the season, uh, out with a knee injury. IR out for the season. Graham Glasgow on the offensive line looks like he's probably going to miss with a knee injury. So, I thought just on the overreaction, just on the flip of favorites here, it went from one and a half as high as two and a half. That's a four-point move in one week. That's a little bit too much for me. I'm leaning Ravens. I have not bet this yet. That's probably the side I will end up being on at the bare minimum on a teaser, teasing this up to seven and a half. And usually when you do those key number teasers, Dave, especially when the total is going down, which this is, this open 45, now down to 44 in most of the market, I think that gives more value typically to the underdog. Yeah. So Baltimore, absolutely a teaser up to seven and a half. I think that that gives you very good equity in finding the right piece to go with that. But lean right now would be to Baltimore. I want to see if they can get a, at least a couple of these guys on defense back. But I think Denver, maybe this is the point. Like last week clearly wasn't the point because the Jets weren't getting enough points. They shut out the Jets. But now Denver's kind of priced about as high as they could potentially be right now. I'd be on the Ravens here off that uh, escape against a bad team because I think the market sees vulnerability on the Ravens, but that's when I like to back a team when they look really vulnerable. It's like they're okay. They barely beat the Lions for God's sakes. Now they're going to get got. I don't think so in this spot. I'm kind of with you, and that's the same vibe I'm getting, and it's got a very Buccaneers-Rams vibe to it as far as the line movement goes. If you remember that a week ago, that thing was all over the map, right? It was going two and a half, two, one, going through the number, flip-flopping back and forth and the same principle there I took the Rams when they were at one and a half getting one and a half and I think it closed right around Mm -hmm. even and I teased it up through the number of seven and I think that's a really smart astute observation there that if you are thinking that this is according to the way this is flipping back and forth going to be a close ball game take the seven and a half with the Ravens tease that up and that's why we always talk about they're called the Wong teasers teasing through the keys numbers of three and seven those are the best teasers because you're getting the most value necessarily. Like you're not necessarily getting as much value. Like let's take the bills, for example, 16 and a half. Oh, I can tease them down to 10 and a half. 
Well, you're still laying double digits. Where's right. the value there? So if you're going to do these teasers, it's not just teams. You're not teasing teams. You're teasing numbers. You know, when you're teasing a favorite down through the three and the seven or the underdog through the three and the seven, or at least through one of those key numbers, if if not both. So that's where you, I think you can make the money long term with these teasers, but you got to do it with the right numbers. Yeah, and again, and, and I fell victim to that last week because I, I, I needed the Ravens. I teased them down to one and a half, right? Mm-hmm. And then I get the Justin Tur- uh, Tucker 66-yard miracle. And then the last leg of the tease, Chiefs. Yeah, and, wow. and look, I'm wow. not as mad as that Chief teaser leg, even though you're only going through one key number, but you're essentially teasing the AFC champion down to a half a point where right. they just got to win that the was game. The idea. So I don't think that that's a bad tease necessarily right. where you're not getting any number value at all. It just didn't happen to work out. Right. The process was correct, but the outcome was not what we what I desired. Let's, let's talk about those Chargers because they've got to tilt uh, against the Raiders, the undefeated mm-hmm. Las Vegas Raiders. That's going to be at SoFi on Monday night. And right now, again, Wes, I think you do a really good job of identifying. Obviously, this won't be a flat spot. They'll be up for the game. Yeah. But you're coming off that emotional win at Arrowhead. And again, for the Raiders coming off that overtime win, a wild overtime mm-hmm. affair where they hold on and get the three-point win. They don't cover the three-and-a-half against the Fighting Fish on Sunday. How do you read this one early? Yeah, this is actually one of the tougher games on the card, I think, because and and you're right in terms of the Raiders now being out to a three and O start. I think a little bit of a surprise uh, when you and we'll get into that later in the program. Yeah. But now the Chargers they open three basically minus one twenty in the look ahead line now up to three and a half. So this is going to be one of those ones that's going to dance around the number. You're going to see Raider backers at three and a half when you get down to three. Maybe even laying some big, you'll have some Charger backers and then even some Charger small home money line favorite backers. Looking at the injury report right now, Josh Jacobs still might be out Missed for the Raiders, games, yeah. uh, but Peyton Barber did the job on Sunday. So this was a guy that got cut by the Washington Football Team. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, one man's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> and clearly for the Raiders, because he was absolutely huge for them. Raiders, what I'm surprised with the Raiders is how beat up they are on the offensive line. Denzel Good now out for the season on IR. Richie Incognito, we know Alex Leatherwood had been hurt, but he's working He's working his way back. So it's like, on because on the offensive line and on the defensive line, and I made this observation on Sunday against the Dolphins, they beat them up on both sides of the football, really. They were better on both the offensive and the defensive line. Uh, Raiders defensive line, Crosby, Ngakwe, mm-hmm. Nassib. All these guys are getting pressure on the quarterback because I think that they know we're not the best in coverage, even though they made a couple good plays in coverage. Got away with a couple pass interferences, too, by the way, late, but they didn't want to call that in overtime. So you look from an injury standpoint, Raiders uh, – you know, still maybe a few too many guys on that injury report. Derwin James left uh, at the end of the game for the Chargers last week, so we'll see if he is good to go. Chargers looking at least a little more clean right now on the injury report, so that's why I think that you're seeing them get this money here. But I didn't really know what to do with this game because do I think the Raiders are as good as 3-0? and No, but I don't think they're as bad as no. people thought that they were going to be. So I'm kind of like right in the middle on the Raiders where I can go either way on my read. I'm willing to say they're better than we thought that they were going to be, but I'm not willing to make that leap that, okay, this is a team that's a real contender to win the AFC West. Now they go to uh, 
uh, beat the Chargers here on Monday night, then all of a sudden at 4-0, you got to put respect on their name and say, okay, maybe these dudes are somewhat legit. You know, in these games where you get down to three field goal games, three, three and a half, as we're seeing here in this game on Monday night, sometimes people do look at the coaching staffs and say, all right, which one do I trust more? Mm -hmm. So you look at Brandon Staley here for the Chargers a week ago, and people go, wow, you know, calls the timeout on fourth and four, and yeah. a tie game doesn't kick the field goal, goes for it. You know, what a great, we love this innovative The thinking. analytics guys love Brandon Staley right but now. But then he doesn't take the knee and goes for the touchdown when he could have, you know, like, so it kind of worked pro and, and against, and I think people are down on Gruden when it comes to analytics. I, I'll be very curious how this plays out from a coaching standpoint yeah. on Monday night because I – I don't know that that's fair to do that to John here in Las Vegas, but Staley, you're right. He's right now. He's kind of the life of the party right now, the, the new kid on the block when he walks in. Well, and one thing here to look at the Chargers from that standpoint, the game against the Chiefs, plus four in the turnover margin, you're going to win pretty yes. much every single time, and that's exactly what they were. Two INTs from Mahomes, two fumbles as well. So plus four in the turnover margin. They actually got out-yarded a little bit by Kansas City by about 85 yards. KC ran more plays. So it was a pretty even game. It's just the touchdown or the uh, turnovers, rather, I think really turned the tide. So this is a game I'm not sure what I am doing, uh, if anything, with yet. Yeah, the, the Raiders have been tough because, look, you look, go back to week one on the, the Monday night, uh, their their home opener here, and it was, it was a wild scene in Las Vegas, and they have the great comeback against the Ravens, and I really liked them week one. I, I didn't know what to make of them week two as they went on the road to Pittsburgh, who would come off the big win against Buffalo, and they dominate the Steelers, mm -hmm. and now we're finding out a little bit more about the Steelers, and then it, to your point, they've they got this big lead. They're down 14 nothing. then they've got this huge lead that they come all the way back. And then they have to hold on to the end. They've kind of been kind of fine by the seat of their pants. The Chargers bouncing back after that tough Cowboy loss in week two and getting the win in Arrowhead in week three. It's a good football team. And I think you're right. It feels like the line is adjusted properly. Three and a half feels like the right spot. Let's see if there's any movement there. Do you expect it to move at all? Uh, it'll probably dance between the three and the three and a half. Uh, you know, there's going to be a fight on the football field. There's going to be plenty of fights in the stands, there too, when the Raiders and Chargers get together, by Always. The I know that uh, Brian McFadden, our next guest, looking for a fight out of his Steelers. Is he going to find one? Find out next right here in Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. 
I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every single game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over-unders and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Back here on the Lombardi line, Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. And Wes, as you know, I have a great affinity for our next guest. Mm -hmm. He is not just a friend. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. Brian McFadden does great work at CBS Sports HQ. And his podcast, All Things Covered, with Patrick Peterson. People, if you aren't listening to it, then you don't like football. That's that's my stance on that, BMAC. It's great to have you back on the show, man. I got to ask you, and I, I hate to pick you apart, after a rough Steelers weekend. What's going on with your boys? Because, look, you said last week on the show you would not back the Steelers with your hard-earned dollars. You were a smart man. You've been on fire on your picks. What's going on in the Steel City? Can they right this ship? Right now, I don't know. What's going on offensively, they have no identity. Defensively, they've been dealing with a lot of injuries. So taking anything Steeler-related betting-wise is, is, is ideal to take the under. Uh, that's what I said last week because I don't trust the offensive line. I don't trust Big Ben. Remember, going into last week's game, he had a peck, peck injury. Mm-hmm. So if he did participate, I felt like he wouldn't be 100%. And regardless, being 100%, his offensive line, they're not doing him any favors right now. So the best way to right their wrongs, clearly you have to start – 
at the foundation of the office, which is the office line. I compare the office line to a transmission in your automobile. <laughs> I don't care how good the car looks from the outside looking in. If that transmission is not together, you can't get, get in there and go on any, any long road trips. You might as well cancel that. And right now, their transmission is bad. And because of that, they can't commute and go anywhere. BMAC, I'm with you in terms of the offensive line. That is really the crux of the issues. But I go, I got to go back to seven here. I got to go back to Big Ben. Are we now getting into kind of like Drew Brees territory Ooh. that we saw from the last couple of years where it's like, you know what? Father time is undefeated. Father time catches up with everyone. I know he lost weight. And he got himself in really good shape in the offseason, but... He just, the reports are out there that the executives are saying he just looks old and he just kind of looks past it here. Do you believe that? Yeah, you know what? I do believe that because, granted, Father Time will catch up to you unless you're Tom Brady. And right. you believe in <laughs> avocado diets and things like that, guacamole <laughs> diets. And everybody don't really like guacamole and avocado like that just to make that your main source of food. But the thing, you talked about Drew Brees and Big Ben. Drew Brees' offensive line did him favors. Mm -hmm. They actually helped him. Granted, talent-wise, you can tell he was taking some steps in the, in, in the wrong direction based on the type of player he was to be able to be a Hall of Famer. But offensive line-wise, they still provided a nice source of, of comfort in the pocket. Big Ben don't have the same luxury. So because of that, Big Ben actually looks worse than what we saw from Drew Brees, especially a year ago. So that has been the, the, the difference in... The two quarterbacks you're talking about, talent-wise, age-wise, you saw a decline in Drew Brees. But he still was more than a service of quarterback. He got them into the playoffs last mm -hmm. year, remember? Right now, Seals don't look like they have a shot to get into the playoffs based on how bad they've been offensively. And you factor in their age and Big Ben clearly not looking like the Big Ben of old. And, oh, by the way, the transmission. They don't have a transmission <laughs> in their automobile, which right. is always a line. So when you factor all those things into the equation, yeah, I mean, he looks worse than what we saw from Drew Brees a year ago if you're comparing both players. And then and then we, of course, saw in New Orleans, they were able to kind of scheme around that because the arm strength wasn't there for Drew Brees, right. but the mind was still there. He could still read defenses and hit guys underneath. And right now, I don't know if Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator for the Steelers, if they can kind of scheme around this because, look, the offensive line has issues. They can't run the ball. Najee, I think, is a good running back yeah. and has a lot of potential, but, man, there's just not a lot of holes. No, and again, be like you talk about old quarterbacks. Now you got you have to go on the road this week to play the old guy, Aaron Rodgers, who looks like he still has plenty uh, left in the tank here in that transmission under the hood. So you're laying six and a half on the road. I know you like the under there at 45 and a half. But what I love about you, BMAC, is you're not an excuses-oriented guy. You're a results-oriented guy. So if you're in that Mike Tomlin, right, the standard is a standard, how does this defense then carry this subpar offense to somehow get victories? Because, again, it looks like a tall order Sunday in Green back. They got to get healthy, Dave. They got to get healthy. I understand the next man up mentality. Yeah, that sounds good, but granted, whoever the next man up will not give you the same production mm -hmm. as the first man, because if they were able to give you the same production, they wouldn't be the next man. <laughs> they would have been the guy, right? That's how right. it is in football. If you're the next man up, we don't expect for you to give the same production as the guy that was in front of you, because if you could, you would be doing that on a day-to-day -day basis. So next man up is a great mentality to have, but the production might not be the same. So if you go to bat against Aaron Rodgers without a healthy T.J. Watt, a T.J. Watt who's clearly not in the lineup, without a healthy Joe Hayden, without a healthy Devin Bush, you know, some of the usual suspects in that lineup, mm. you're going to struggle. So me personally, the best way to try to neutralize or slow down Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers offense, you got to be healthy. 
Because if you're not healthy on all three levels defensively, Aaron Rodgers will have success. We know that. We just saw that Sunday night what he was able to do against the San Francisco 49ers, who, oh, by the way, had some guys filling in for guys in the secondary, and he was able to exploit those said matchups. Steelers, by the way, of speaking of injuries, not just on defense, they were down to three healthy wide receivers at the end of the game. Deontay Johnson, of course, missed. Juju went out with a rib injury, still listed as questionable. So only three active rosters or active receivers on the roster. But I do think that this is kind of maybe a spot for Pittsburgh. I know it's tough to do, but Green Bay off that big win on Sunday night, only laying six and a half, not laying a full touchdown. Yeah, I'm leaning Steelers here. Could be, I am. Could be a teaser spot, though, if you're, if you're going to get shot away. Teaser for Green Bay, could be a but teaser for Green be Bay careful here. laying it, I think. B-Mac, I do want to talk about your co-host on the All Things Covered podcast. Again, it's a great list, and that's Patrick Peterson now with the Minnesota Vikings. I say they're the best one and two football team in the National Football League. They could just as easily be 3-0, and right? So now, on Sunday, after taking care of Russell Wilson and company, they got the Browns coming to town here. So I know it's going to be a challenge for Pat Pete and that defense here. And the Browns, maybe whoosh, a little disrespectful favored on the road in Minnesota. What do you make of Minnesota in this matchup? Yeah, you know what, Dave, I'm right there with you. If you talk about a missed kick, if you talk about a fumble, they could be three and zero on the season. And one thing that Minnesota has to their luxury, even though they're below 500, their quarterback and captain Kirk Cousins, Preach. he had his cap on his, his cape on. I mean, he's been balling. He's, mm-hmm. probably one, he's been one of the more prolific quarterbacks in the National Football League in three weeks. No one is really talking about because they have a below uh, 500 record. But he's been playing phenomenal football. So when I look at this line, ground, Browns one and a half point favorite, it's kind of like a pick em, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One team is still a bit desperate. You know what I mean? That was a desperation game last week for Minnesota against the Seattle Seahawks. They could not afford to go down 0-3. And that's why I picked the Vikings. Playing at home. They will have opportunities in the passing game, not to mention the running game. And I really like what they've been able to do defensively. Remember, Browns will be without their number one guy in Jarvis Landry, who's spraying an MCL first game for Odell last week, five catches, 70 plus yards, something like that. I like this matchup in Minnesota Vikings favors in their favor because offensively they've been clicking. One thing that has hurt them when it comes to winning ball games, primarily speaking outright, has been splash plays in the secondary. They were able to limit that limit that away from Russell Wilson, and because of that, they were sacking the quarterbacks, and they were able to put up big-time points. So I like Minnesota getting a point and a half. BMAC, I see that Garnett and Gold jersey behind you for the Florida State Seminoles, Uh-oh. the uh, legendary Seminole. Is this the week, BMAC? Uh, two-part question here. Is this the week Florida State gets off the schneid against Ross's uh, Syracuse Orange? Let's go, Cuse. And also, what do you make of the outlook of the program? Everybody's kind of wanting Mike Norvell out, but it's like you can't keep changing coaches down there. You've got to at least stick with somebody at some point. But I'm interested as a former player seeing what your take is. Are we talking just winning or are we talking betting-wise? Just winning. Let's just say just winning because I thought last week was a week against Louisville and they had a chance to tie it up at the end, picked off uh, Milton on that last drive. Yeah, and I, and, and, I, and I think last week I was on with Dave. I told Dave, stay, I'm not touching anything betting-wise with Florida State. <laughs> That's true. So I should my, have listened. My, 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 my response to your question is if you're not willing to touch them betting, you don't believe they actually can win outright. Mm-hmm. And that's my unbiased take right now. Syracuse is pretty playing pretty good football right now. We're one of the worst teams in the ACC. So until we actually win a ball game, 
my optimism is extremely low right now. I'm not as optimistic as I once was weeks ago because I haven't really seen anything to change my thought process. So if I don't want to take them when I put my money on the line, I don't want to take them when I put my heart on the line either. Mm -hmm. I think that my pockets and my heart, they're basically tied neck to neck. So if I don't believe you can win when it comes to me winning money, I don't know if you can win when it comes when I put my heart on the line and I go with you. So to answer your question, until I see it, Wes, I'll say no. Okay, then that means I'm taking my boys' Q's plus four and a half against BMAC's boys. So, BMAC, we doing the standard cheesecake wager on this? Are you going to force me to the, the, the wager after what I just told you? Yeah, because I, I want the cheesecake. I want you to send me cheesecake. Yes, sir, that's what I want. I thought it was year of the core. I thought this is the year of the core. Good point. Fine. No you cheesecake. You want cheesecake? We'll put a cheesecake on the line. That's my guy. Brian McFadden, listen to him. All Things Covered podcast does great work at CBS Sports HQ. BMAC, thanks a lot, brother. We'll catch up again soon, my man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Come back right here on Visa. It is the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back here on the Lombardi Line, Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. It's been great talking a lot of NFL, West, but you know you and I obviously are going to be doing betting across America on Saturdays, and we are locked into our college football plays mm-hmm. on those Saturdays. So let's take a look ahead here to some of the action that we're not going to see on Saturday. But how about Friday night here? Because this is a very intriguing game. Iowa, and you nailed them last week, kind of a, a flat game. They had a very Iowa-type game as they sleepwalk to victory. Lane four at Maryland Friday night. I'm from that DMV area, and it can get a little raucous on a Friday night there. Uh, in Maryland, what do you make of that line? Because I, I get it. You got an unranked opponent, right, in the, in the Big Ten against Big Bad Iowa at fifth in the country. Only laying four? Is there a respect level for the quarterback Tua Tulia uh, Tungavailoa? I think there might be, and there might be a little disrespect. I don't want to say disrespect because I think it's the proper level of respect for this Iowa offense, yeah. which is just not very good. It's not. They barely out-yarded Colorado State on Saturday. 278 yards the Iowa Hawkeyes had. We saw them. They were kind of sluggish against Kent mm-hmm. the week before. And look, this is what you're getting out of Iowa. They are very good defensively, and they can force a lot of turnovers, which obviously makes them very dangerous. That's why they they beat Iowa State in that Cyhawk rivalry because it was a 4-0 turnover margin edge, even though they almost got doubled up in yards in Ames against the Cyclones. And I'm not very high on Mike Loxley necessarily as a game management or an in-game coach. But he is recruiting, so they are getting better talent there in Maryland. So uh, maybe it's the I like turtles here, and uh, <laughs> and I kind of like Maryland here plus four in the spot. I've been going against Iowa the last couple weeks. I think they've been a little overpriced. Iowa's got Penn State coming in next week. Mm-hmm. Now you wouldn't think Kirk Ferentz and his guys would overlook no. Maryland here, being that they're a four and O team. Maryland was kind of a team people were going against last week against Kent State. 
and they blew them. They blew them out, rough, really from the get go. So you know the Terps are starting to feel it a little bit. Talia is ten one ter- uh, touchdown interception ratio, nice. thirteen hundred and forty yards already passing in four games. Now step up in class here against the Iowa Hawkeyes, yes. but. I think this has been dancing right now. It opened three and a half, went down to three, then it went back to four. There's still a couple fours, I believe, out there in the market. It's mostly three and a half, but you know, at four, I would. I think the Terps could be very lively on Friday night. In college I, I'm Park. with you. I like Talia. I like what they've done offensively. I think they've been sneaky good. They, they're kind of flying below the radar, not being ranked. So you're catching four at home on a Friday night. Again, that atmosphere. It's a little bit different at Bird Stadium on a Friday night than it might be on a Saturday, a lazy Saturday at noon. So, mm-hmm. uh, again, it's not quite Virginia Tech on a Thursday night or anything like that. Let's not get it twisted. But still, a pretty good environment. I, I do like them catching the four Outside there. Outside of uh, Olave and Wilson and Columbus for Ohio State, this might be the best receiver duo in the Big Ten being Maryland with Demas and with Jarrett. These guys were five-star guys going to Maryland and you know Maryland's not getting a lot of five-star guys they're getting more now I think with Loxley who's a very good recruiter not necessarily the best end game coach but Demas and Jared are going to be tough covers for this Iowa defense and again Maryland's got a pretty good history of those wide receivers I happened to be covering a guy when I was there named Steph Diggs yes to be pretty darn good so Maryland flying below the radar a little bit Okay, you know I have to ask you about the fight in Harbaugh's here. Michigan going on the road as you wake up on Saturday for a high noon East Coast time. Tilt at Bucky Badger against Wisconsin. Lane one on the road. I know everybody loved Wisconsin last week. I was kind of on Notre Dame, but you you look at the numbers. Graham Mertz is just not playing great football right now, but... This feels like a tricky spot for the Harbs, right? Because you got to—you're now expected to go in there. Again, it's basically a pickup. You got to lay the one. What do you make of this line? Because is this disrespectful to Michigan, or is this the the, the finally adjusting to what Michigan's been able to accomplish? I think it's far? probably the right number because okay. I said last week, okay, against Wisconsin, against a real defense, we're going to find out how good Michigan is offensively. Well, we might have found it out last week against Rutgers because they got out to a 20-3 to lead and then did nothing in the second half, and credit Greg Chiano and his guys for making adjustments. Mm-hmm. Michigan coming into last week had been number one in the nation in rushing, 350 and change yards per game. Rutgers held them to 112 on the ground. And Michigan actually only had 47 yards of total offense in the second half. And what happened is Rutgers stacked the box, forced McNamara to try to beat him through the air. And he had a couple decent throws and decent run after catch plays in the first half, but essentially did nothing. And now who does Michigan go against? even though there hasn't been much to write home about for Wisconsin so far this season. Number one rush defense in America. Uh Number three total defense in America. And look, this was a Wisconsin team, albeit they got beat 41 to 13 in Soldier Field. They had six sacks. They knocked Jack Cohn, their former maid in in, in Madison, out of the game, held Notre Dame to just 248 yards of total offense, and yet, and probably the most misleading final score of the weekend, lost 41 to 13. 31 points in the fourth quarter from the Irish. One came off the kick off return and then the two pick sixes Uh, Wisconsin also struggled to rush the ball against Notre Dame only 75 yards but really the key of what's going on with Wisconsin now I think it's shared blame between Paul Christ and Graham Mertz well again last week Wes you and I when we were doing betting across America I I thought we both were on Rutgers slightly we thought that was the right number it turned out to be the right play there and again three and one ATS so far for Michigan so I liked them that first three weeks I felt like they were laying too much at home last week. This is such a tricky spot here because mm-hmm. Harbaugh has traditionally not played well there, right? right? Well, they go to Wisconsin and it has not been pretty in the past. If they are who Harbaugh wants them to be, 
forget about Ohio State. This is the type of win they have to get. Yeah. Right. And you're right, though, about the quarterback position where they're not asking them to do too much there. It's all been via the rushing attack. Rutgers slowed that down. Wisconsin should do that to the umph degree. You see the total. It's a low total of 43. It's the lowest on the board in all of college football. They're thinking what we're thinking, right? This is going to be a slugfest, and you expect Wisconsin to stop the run. So I think, but I think Jim Harbaugh and Josh Gaddis are going to try to at least run the ball right away, even though they know they're probably up against it against the top rushing defense in the country. They got to try to do that. And I think that they know, okay, this is going to be a slugfest. This is going to be a real low scoring game where it's just who's going to be tougher at the line of scrimmage and and they got to test their guys here, but you got to think eventually McNamara is going to be forced to make a play in the passing game. I think it's going to come for this game. So I'm seeing one and a half, even some twos in the market now with Wisconsin now lane, because we did have a flip a favorite. Now we flip back and forth here, mm. but with Wisconsin look it, and people are wanting to get rid of Graham Mertz as a starting quarterback. They don't have anybody there because the guy behind him, Wolf turns the ball over too much, too many interceptions, just like Graham Mertz said, and also the fact that Paul Chris didn't recruit a young quarterback prospect. Right. So the cupboard's kind of bare at quarterback, really. And now Chris has taken over the play calling duties this season and also is the quarterback's coach because Budmayer, their quarterback's coach, uh, left for another job. So Chris and Mertz kind of have to work through these struggles together right now. And it, I don't know if it's going to get any better because – Merch just, Merch just looked lost. He had five turnovers, four of them in the fourth quarter, by and, the way. And Michigan will turn you over. Yeah. So if you have so, the propensity to turn it over, that's probably not a so great spot. So maybe a buy low on Wisconsin, but as of right now, I'm probably going to stay away from this game because – you know, Michigan, I'm still not a total believer. I think Rutgers, that effort that they put forward in the second half kind of proved that. Michigan got lucky, and actually Rutgers had a chance to tie and uh, interception by Vedra or a fumble by Vedra on the last drive. All right, well, very quickly, because you and I were talking about this on Saturday when Notre Dame was, was putting the finishing touches on Wisconsin, and we thought, boy, what's that line going to be for Cincinnati next week as they go to Notre Dame? I was surprised to see Cincinnati instilled as a two-point favorite on the road against Notre Dame. I think you and I thought Notre Dame would be the small favorite Mm -hmm. coming in here. What do you make of this? And will this line be adjusted? Will it be bet up by Notre Dame backers? Well, part of this was Jack Cohn uh, now being questionable, and he got knocked out of the game. So is he going to be available for this spot? It's kind of ironic. Wisconsin wants Jack Cohn back, and Notre Dame wants Jack Cohn not to start anymore. (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of funny to watch this. Uh, I have not bet this game. Initial lean, obviously, is like, Boy, they're just daring you to take Notre Dame right? as an underdog here at home. So I would lean to Cincinnati. By the way, a rematch here because Marcus Freeman was the D.C. at Cincinnati under Luke Fickle. He is now running the show up in South mm-hmm. Bend. Last two games, though, the Irish have been better defensively. They kind of struggled out of the gates, you know, trying to get these blitzes home, running that new 3-4 system. But against Purdue, I thought they were pretty good. And against Wisconsin, they were obviously very good and very opportunistic. I, I cannot wait. That's going to be a very intriguing game. But, again, it feels like you're being double dog dared to take mm-hmm. the Irish at home. Undefeated Notre Dame. If they're going to go to the college football playoff, they have to beat Cincinnati. Ironically, Cincinnati's thinking the exact same thing if they want to make their case for the college football playoff. When we come back, back to the NFL we go. Some games we have not touched upon, including some 3-0 and teams. When you come back with, with us right here on the Lombardi Line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ray 
raise the stakes with BetMGM. It's the best time to sign up because they're giving new customers a shot at a very easy 100 bucks. Register using the code VEASAN100. Win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 money line wager on the Padres or Dodgers, and either team simply hits a home run. BetMGM is always ready to help you turn big plays into major paydays. Enjoy innovative parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use code VEASAN100 to win $100 when you bet $1 on the Padres or Dodgers, and either team simply hits a home run. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Back here on the Lombardi line with Wes Reynolds. I am Dave Ross. And Wes, we have breaking news out of Major League Baseball. We do, and when we were talking with Will Hill, like the under in that early game, and mm-hmm. we saw a pitching change, Thompson against Stroman now is the game one matchup, one ten Pacific, four ten Eastern time in that first of two, but the second game now has a lot more interest. Trevor Rogers, who was supposed to start the first game for Miami, now starting the second mm-hmm. game, and who is going to oppose him? It is going to be one Noah Syndergaard, his what? first appearance since uh, 2019. This from Anthony DeComo, the Mets beat writer for MLB.com. I know he also appears on SNY, which is the flagship TV network of the New York Mets. So Noah Syndergaard going to start game two tonight in the doubleheader. Uh, so maybe reasons for Mets fans to still watch the game. Now nine games under 500. And, yeah. uh, unfortunately, sorry, Dave, salt in the wound there, but yeah. not going to be contending in the NL East, not going to be making the playoffs, but at least keeping their interest. Uh, Noah Syndergaard going to go for game two tonight at City Field. I don't know why. But I guess I'm happy to see him back now. It doesn't make any logical sense to me whatsoever. I don't Mm -hmm. know how you handicap a guy who hasn't pitched since 2019. I'm not going to lay any money on it, but you're right. It will get me to watch because I am... Well, I'm a sucker. I'm going to go back and watch those Metropolitans and probably rip out my heart again. Well, I always like watching their broadcast anyway because I love Gary Cohen and Ron Darling and Keith Hernandez. A great t- team on TV there. Let's talk about some surprising 3-0 and teams here in the NFL that we've seen so far. Maybe not as big a surprise to you, but maybe to some of the general public out there. I think the Cardinals right now at 3-0, and the way that they've won uh, certainly that, that Minnesota game in week two was crazy. 2-1 and one, uh, so far ATS. Look at the Broncos and Panthers, though. Not only undefeated. But look at those trends. Okay, they're covering, and the games are going under. So that has been so far. If you had those plays with the Broncos and Panthers, you're cashing it every single week. The Rams pretty good, 2-1 ATS. And, of course, the Raiders 2-1 ATS, both those teams undefeated. Which one surprises you the most, either from an ATS standpoint or just flat out Well, wins? I'll start with the least surprising first, and that would be the Rams, who I think, you know, they yeah. were my pick to go to the Super Bowl out of the NFC this year. I know that means they had to beat Tampa Bay, and they had to go beat Indianapolis on the road. Not always the easiest place to win, so they're only on cover by a hook. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not really surprised at the Rams, and I'm not even all that surprised at the Panthers. Now, I think eventually reality will set in. Maybe they're a year away from from being a playoff team, but they were a team we both bet on the yes. season win total over and the schedule set up fine. You're getting the jets mm-hmm. and a rookie quarterback in his first road start. And then you were getting the saints and you were going to be live there because you're a home dog yes. in the division. And they absolutely dominated the saints, especially defensively. New Orleans could really do nothing. Then you go to Houston on the road and we knew it was not going to be Houston with Deshaun Watson, right. nor was it going to be Tyrod Taylor. It became Davis Mills. So, 
Carolina, I think the schedule really benefited them early on. And and that's maybe why I could see a little bit of support on Dallas, even though Dallas off that big win. That's why we thought that was a tough game. So mm-hmm. not surprised with the Panthers and Rams. And then it turns out you can't really be that surprised with the Broncos because you got three Oh and three teams that they have now defeated. So the su- most surprising three and Oh undefeated team to me is right here in Las Vegas, really? the Raiders, because look, I like them against Baltimore in the opener. And I thought that that was just a good spot. They got outplayed for a decent part of, of that game, but yep. they came back, hung in there, you know, willed their way to victory. So then you're thinking, Oh, they expended so much energy. Now you're going to Pittsburgh. That's a really good defense. And they pretty much controlled the whole game in Pittsburgh. So then they come home. Miami did cover, depending on your number. And I was on the Dolphins for that game. But the Raiders, what happened, Miami made a mistake. They threw that little bubble screen type thing in the end zone, got tackled in the end zone. And that's what let the Raiders, it was 14 nothing by Mm -hmm. the way. Miami had the football deep in their own end. And then that let the Raiders back in the game. Then the Raiders pulled away. And then all of a sudden, Miami found a way to get that thing to overtime and still hang on for the cover, 31-28 the final. But I am a little bit surprised with the Raider because I'll go back to what I said Sunday and also earlier in this program. I'm surprised with the offensive line and the defensive line because I thought the offensive line was just so banged up with incognito out with Mm -hmm. Denzel. Good. You're starting the first round kid Leatherwood who sometimes has been good Mm, and sometimes has been bad. Remember that false start cost them points in that opener against the Baltimore Ravens that they eventually won, but you've got some youth up there. So I thought, Oh gosh, Derek Carr is going to get the hell beat out of him back there, but he's not. And, you know, he's got receivers making plays. They're also been without Josh Jacobs, who's kind of their workhorse running back. But they're finding ways to do it with Darren Waller, who's, you know, having, I think, a Pro Bowl caliber season at least through three weeks. And also the receivers, Ruggs making big plays. Brian Edwards has made big plays. Uh, So you look at all these guys, and I'm just a little bit surprised to see the Raiders 3-0, and really, from this standpoint, because this was the team everybody talked about in the AFC West. Of course, they're going to talk about the Chiefs. Of course, they're going to talk about, hey, the Chargers are on the come-up. The Broncos are on the come-up. Oh, by the way, there's the Raiders. And yeah, they're not really bad, but they look like they're a six- or seven-win team, maybe at best. And to see them 3-0 and from this Mm. standpoint is a big surprise to me. Yeah, and again, one of those O's have to go. The Cardinals obviously uh, playing the Rams this week, barring a tie, and Mm -hmm. we've gone to overtime every single week on the green zone, so we might get another overtime game. I hope that it uh, does not end in a tie. Yeah, you know your overtime rules. Don't go Donovan McNabb. Don't do that. So uh, we do know that we have five undefeated teams. We also have five winless teams so far. Uh, in the early going here, when you look at the Giants and the Colts, uh, the Jets, the Lions, and Jags, not a big surprise there when you look at those 0-3 teams. Only one of those teams, though, ironically, are above 500 ATS, and that would be the Lions at 2-1. and We talked about their spot a little bit earlier in the program, uh, getting three this week against the Bears. Does that surprise you at least that the Lions, even though they're winless, ATS, they've been a pretty good player. Well, and one of those was a big backdoor against the 49ers. Well, where they ever. got those two onside kicks, and it went from 24 to 8, just like that. But one thing I'll say for the Lions, they're not very talented, but Dan Campbell is going to have them fight. And look, he said, look, we got to get tougher up front Yes, on the offensive line and the defensive line. They're not really deep in terms of talent at the receiver position or the running back position, so that doesn't help Jared Goff out. But at least the Lions, I think, do have a little bit of toughness. And, you know, they're at least going to try. They're not going to be very good. But in terms of 0-3, I'm not necessarily surprised to see the Jaguars 0-3. Rookie quarterback, not a very good offensive line. 
new head coach that, yeah, won big in college, but it's got to make the transition. I mean, what did he say to Dom Capers a couple weeks ago? He's like, man, it's like playing Alabama every week. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, is. yeah, this isn't Bowling Green and Akron Herb, <laughs> where you can just uh, throw your third and fourth stringers who are like four-star guys right. and just run up 72 points on these guys. So not surprised at the Jaguars, not necessarily surprised at the Jets. Becton went out, so that obviously hurts protecting Zach Wilson. The two up top are the teams I'm most surprised at. Okay. And I'll start with my local team in Indianapolis because you kind of thought, okay, Carson Wentz getting back with Frank Reich. I know there have been some injury issues and the fact that oh, they were, you know, some people are picking them to go to the Super Bowl yeah, because of that very reason. Yeah, and the fact that, you know, he doesn't have the vaccine and he's gotten a lot of bad uh, publicity from the local columnists in Indianapolis right. about that. And then he comes in, Quentin Nelson's battling injuries. So, Really what you saw with the Colts, because you kind of thought, okay, Wentz is now with Frank Reich. He's not going to get beat up behind an offensive line like he did in Philadelphia. Right. And this offensive line for the Colts has, has been injured, but they've been terrible. Yeah. They haven't been very good. Even even the, their stalwarts like Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly, former first-round picks, and now Q is going to be out for a little while. So that offensive line has struggled. We know they're missing T.Y. Hilton. They should be able to recover from that loss. But the Colts, you look at the roster, and it's like, they shouldn't be 0-3. No. They should have won at least one game. And I thought that game against Tennessee, Tennessee really wasn't very good. The Colts shut down, I think, a lot of their top guys. But they just didn't have enough offensively. Carson Wentz obviously playing hurt. He's trying to get it out. But he's been playing hurt. He couldn't really make any plays down the field in the passing game. So this doesn't look promising here in Indianapolis. And then the Giants, I thought that they would be a little bit better. They got Danny Dimes some support. You know, with Kenny Galladay mm -hmm. and with Saquon coming back and the drafting of Tony in the first round. And the Giants are just abysmal yeah. offensively. Uh, very quickly in the final 30 seconds we have here, when you look at maybe trends, you see the Jets not only 0-3, but 0-3 with unders, right? Mm -hmm. So Robert Sala, defensive-minded guy, you mentioned Zach Wilson, they can't really protect him. Is that a trend that you would chart at this stage, or is that just too early to really get? Oh, a little bit I would lean to the under, and I actually lean to the green slime here. Now getting eight <laughs> at home, this is hold your neck. Knows, the green slime. I don't know if Tennessee has any business laying over a touchdown here. I'm just not impressed wow. with this team. So, in terms of the graphic, which 0-3 team would you bet on? The first team that stood out to me was the Jets. All right. Well, let's see if those trends continue. Somebody's got to get off the schneid, you would hope, this week. Uh, Wes, great stuff. As always, want to thank Brian McFadden and Will Hill for joining us here on the Lombardi Line. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.